What's going on, Thirty Cal Podcast? I am Isaac, and I'm Nick. Oh man, we're go home week for the Royal Rumble. Mm, mm, mm. I love it. Are you excited? I'm hella excited. I'm way more excited than I should be. Do you work Sunday, sir? Mm, shit. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Lame sauce. Yeah, but I get off at six, so I should have enough time. All right. Well, let's jump into things. Someone in that raw kicks off with um, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman out there. And I just basically stopped paying attention at that very moment. Nah, I was actually kind of, I was kind of into it, um, because it's it's Paul Heyman. He can't do any wrong. It's true. But this was kind of, it was kind of boring. It was. <laughs> I mean, it it was the same old shit. Basically, that Finn is good, but Brock Lesnar's the beast. He's gonna kill him. Da 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 da. Out comes yeah. Finn. Out comes Finn Balor. Um, confronts him. Vincent Man comes out. Um, basically saying it's an age-old story of uh, David versus Goliath. And basically, Braun Strowman comes out, says uh, he better beat Brock Lesnar. Finn Balor said, I will. Something you've never done. And we get Finn Balor versus um, Braun Strowman. Which I was uh, I saw coming, but I was still looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. Tangent time. Let's get the tangent out of here early. Okay. All right. And the story of David versus Goliath, <clears throat> did you know Goliath was actually the underdog? Yes. It's a big giant monster with one eye who can't move around very well. Fucking David comes in, armored out, weapons, and kills basically a uh, a very slow, intelligent, very low intelligent uh, monster with one eye. Well, he beat him with a slingshot. Yeah. Slingshots kill shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, when he said it, when he said the story, I was like, Yo, I think that's wrong. <laughs> and then I, uh, and then you can hear the crowd kind of like, yeah, that's wrong. Oh, this must be a work. All right, we'll go with this. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, Finn Balor wins via DQ. Basically, um, Brock Lesnar slides in, hits the F five on him, and um, that was pretty much it. But he didn't get DQ'd when uh, he did the overhead. Like belly to belly, come on. Yeah, right. That doesn't make sense. Ridiculous. Um, let's see here. So next we get Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley come out, um, basically saying they're never gonna have an open challenge. This and that. Apollo Cruz comes out and puts a pretty relative decent promo on him, basically saying that um, I don't know what was Apollo Cruz saying. Oh, I don't know. I kind of tuned out. I mean, I really wasn't feeling this. I mean, it was nice because it was random. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't know. This is this is getting kind of weird. Uh, basically, they start having a pose off. Leo versus if you can beat Bobby Lashley at a pose off, you can get a shot with at him. Um, Apollo Cruz does some poses, does some dancing, shows shows some sort of personality. Yeah, actually, and that I liked. I like that he showed personality. Yeah, because it was different. Like, we see him smiley and all that stuff and having fun. So it was nice to, again, see him have some fun um, and take it to another level. So I like that. I like that out of him. Yeah. um... But uh, does he have a mean streak? I still, like, not to be the whole the old uh oh you need a um to be a heel to get over it's like there's no edge you like even the good guys yeah. yeah even the good guys have an edge yeah you know the, so I, I just i don't know all I'm men have a breaking point 
Yeah. Has he had his yet? No. Bobby Lashley ends up attacking him. They end up having a match. Uh, Bobby Lashley ends up winning with the spear. Basically, Leo Rush gets involved, um, distracting Apollo Crews and uh, allowing Bobby Lashley to pick up the W. All right, so Raw kind of backslid in quality this week. Uh, in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, he can start off a little slow. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out, cuts a really good promo, talking about uh, Martin Luther King, since it was Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Um, yeah. It was really actually his. It was really really passionate. I was like, I was, but the one thing I was like, oh god, we're having a white dude come out here and talk about MLK. Thank you. That's the problem I have. Despite I actually liked the promo, I liked it. But, but to be fair, coming out, and John Cena about, does that a lot. But John Cena is also Captain America. Very true. Which is rumored to be happening. So really. I don't know. That'd be dope. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah. All right. Um, Drew McIntyre comes out, talks some shit, and we end up getting this match again. Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Uh, all right. So I'm not going to shit on the match because it is a high-quality, really good match. But we can't see Seth and Drew have good matches on Raw. I don't know. When they're eventually going to have to wrestle at WrestleMania. Uh, I don't think they're gonna wrestle at WrestleMania. Not this year. Eventually. Not eventually. But I think, I think you're right. We we can't. Well, no, we can. Uh, I take that back. We can have them have really good matches on Raw, and it still be entertaining, and it still be, you know, good, because we can hope that. Or no, actually, let me take that back. We know that they can take it up a notch. Um, so all of this, like, oh, this is good, this is good, this is good. Big payoff. Right. Then we're going to get blown away. I mean, we saw it before with, uh, what, uh, John Cena and uh, Kevin Owens. We thought, okay, we saw this so much now, but they still killed it. But that's because um, everything, that's because I'm sorry, Owens not is... John Cena, I'm sorry, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Like, we saw it so much, but we were still excited to see it because... They can kill it. Well, that's that's a they have some they have that extra mile. Yeah, and I think that these two are like actually good friends, and you could tell. Well, yeah, they get along very well backstage. I mean, Seth seems like a pretty cool dude, and Jim McIntyre seems like a fucking blast. Um, But no, it's like it's like all right. So the I need and you know I hate when people say like oh the Attitude Era da 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 da. But if you go back to the Attitude Era, like Austin and The Rock never really faced off. Or Austin and Hunter never faced off at, at the main event of Monday Night Raw over and over and over again. It was always Triple H versus somebody proxy through um, Stone Cold. Or Stone Cold versus someone member of DX and there's some fuckery going on. Or Stone Cold would wrestle Mankind because he was a pawn or a puppet of Vince. All this other shit. And- you know, you, you bring up a really good point. And I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but okay. um, um, bringing up that point. John Cena was the man for the past 15 years, right? Yeah. We both agree on that? Yeah. Okay. How many times did he face Randy Orton for that title? Oh, how many times? Yeah, and how many times did we see it on Raw, on SmackDown? How many times did we see it? No, but we did. We actually saw it so much that when it actually came to the title defenses, it, it kind of felt like, 
they then they said, "Oh, um, whoever wins this match, like you can never challenge them again for this." And it was like, "This is the only way that we can get them to stop fighting each other." And it's like, why is it that did they really believe that John Cena was going to be the man? Because by all accounts, I thought that it was going to be Randy Orton that was going to be the man, that was going to be the face of this company, but it ended up being John Cena. So I felt like maybe now that I'm thinking about it, what if they were going at it so much because they didn't know who was actually going to come out on top to be the face of the company? But because then at uh, with the Rock and Stone Cold, you knew these are the two top stars. We can't have them fight all the time. We know that the Rock is that guy. We yeah. know that Stone Cold is right there next to him. But we know the Rock is that guy. Period. But with John Cena and Randy Orton, we saw it so much. It kind of feels like, is he? Is John Cena really the guy? Is Randy Orton the guy? Yeah. Well, that's also. Well, they also had you know like he. Well, John Cena was like the Hulk Hogan is basically like the biggest star of the company. You know, like it was legitimately. Um, and they had high hopes for Randy, but Randy is basically the prototype perfect bad guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They always had that kind of whole thing, and they had they, it was, and also that was also a time period where stocks just dropped and almost died off. Um, True. So, so nobody was really tuning in, and and that was the hard part. But uh, I wonder when the Christian Coalition stopped messing with everybody in the WWE. <laughs> that's a very good question. Uh, but yeah, that was like I I like the quality of the match that Drew and Seth put on, but. I would like it a lot more if it was on a main stage at a pay-per-view or, you know, it was like at, at, at Mania, something special. Because they are special athletes. They are they really good storytellers in that ring. They got really good in-ring chemistry. Let's not burn it out on episode of Raw. Fair. I will agree with you on that. Uh, the Revival's backstage with Vinnie Mac. Uh, basically, they're trying to make their case. Kurt Hawkins pulls up after trying to... Uh, get atten- uh, Vinnie Mac's attention. Basically, Vince was like, hey, Kurt, you lost a lot of matches. You're not getting any matches that on Raw. How about you uh, be the referee in that ring in a tag match tonight? And uh, <laughs> the Revival basically were like b- trying to butter him up. Yeah. Uh, so we get Junior Mahal and the Singh Brothers versus Lucha House Party. We haven't seen the Singh Brothers tag team in a while. No. And I... Kinda don't want to see it. They're not very talented. Um. Anyways, Luke Charles party in the. Paper. I mean, their story was great. Yeah. I mean that that made me tear up. Yeah. But they're not that great. So yeah, Luke Charles party picks the win. I I really don't understand why Luke Charles party was a thing on Raw. I I I don't know. I think it's just the you know comedic relief. These guys are entertaining and they're kind of funny. Oh, I like they're kind of fun, but this had like no story to why this match was happening at all. True, yeah. And that that's the things like okay, so we had the segment. Couldn't we, we could have used the segment on no oh, maybe our tag team champions? True. There we go. Uh, next we get um, Dana Brooke is basically trying to get diet tips from EC3 because the man is jacked. And he was not having it. Mm-mm. He was like, you know what? I got the mirror in front of me. Got to pose. When are we going to see this man wrestle? I don't care when. Like, I, I, I don't. And that's not a bad That's not a bad thing. I don't care when it happens. Because when it does, 
I think it's going to be magic. But I also have this fear, uh, a legitimate one too, that EC3 is such a big star that he might get his light dimmed. Mm. I'm actually kind of afraid of that. Because Bobby Roode coming out of NXT, smoking hot. The man had no reason to stall the way that he did because he came out hot. So that's scary. And now he's relegated into this tag team. So I'm really like fearful of that. Same thing with Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger coming out hot and nowhere. I'm very afraid that maybe these call-ups might be a little premature. Um, EC3, um, what, he was there in NXT for, what, nine months maybe? He only had like a few matches on takeover, like three takeovers. Yeah, and that's because he's been ring ready for a while now. No, Yeah, he's ring ready, don't get me wrong. But I'm just thinking that he might just dim a little bit because he hasn't had too much exposure to the main roster. And I know the point of showing them in cutscenes and stuff is to get people to be like, oh, who is that? Let me look at NXT. Or let me look him up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. That's dope. But I don't know. I think that he might just get dimmed. And I'm well, not not really feeling it. My, my issue is basically like you're right. Like, the call-ups. I, I want to <laughs> say they're not premature because premature means like they aren't ready. They just have nothing for them. I mean, if you look at the guys that called up that were successful – um, Kevin Owens, basically he got thrown into a program with John Cena right away, and we saw that man fucking shoot to the moon. Um, yeah. Sami Zayn, when he came in, he had a feud with his, with his best friend. Um, and basically, that's about it in terms of like massive, successful NXT call-ups. Um, Alexa um, Bliss, yeah. but Alexa Bliss was fucking badass. I mean, she, baked, she fucking steamrolled her own way. Um, when no one thought she could. True, because I was one of those people. I yeah. did not think that she was ready. Um, Enzo and Cass, I mean, say what you want, that their time together was short-lived, but, you know, they got that spotlight because they, they were they, ready. They were ready. They could talk their ass off, and they found their niche. And that, that that's the the issue. Like, guys got to find, like, their thing and to, like, just go out there. It's, it's not enough to be a good in-ring wrestler. You have to be able to either talk on the mic or you got to do some crazy shit in the ring. Or you got to just get lucky and be put into that storyline. Because imagine if Kevin Owens gets called up and doesn't have a match with John Cena. True. Yeah, he's stuck in the mid-card. This dude never holds the Universal title, right? True. But and- I, like, um, what was it? Uh, they didn't want to, they didn't see him as that guy because of the way that he looks. Yeah. So for him to come in complete opposite of of John Cena it forced John Cena to push himself and to do something different in order to be like, to beat this guy. And then he ended up losing legitimately. Like I I just, they were ready. I don't know if the rest of these out Lacey Evans. I don't think she's ready. I think she's good. I think she's really good. And I like her on the mic, but I don't think that she's ready for the women in this, uh, um, in this climate right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... And Nikki Cross, pretty much the only woman that's getting called up right now that is beyond ready. Yeah, yeah um, you're right about that. Yeah, and actually out of everybody that's being called up, I honestly feel she's the only one that's ready. 
because she's been exposed to the WWE universe already. Yeah. She and everybody knew who she was when she came out and surprised Becky Lynch for a match. Like everybody was hype off of her. So I think she's the only one that's ready. EC3, we're excited to see him. You get those loud cheers when you see him. But I don't think they have anything for him. I don't think he's ready for to come up just yet. So close to WrestleMania. Um, maybe have kept him as a secret down in NXT and then have him appear at the Royal Rumble would be more beneficial. And have him come out at number three, which I'm also predicting is going to happen. But um, I think that would have been better rather than having him show up on TV. Keep him with NXT. Keep him like under wraps. You know, yeah. That's a better buildup. The heavy machinery, they need to be out there and expose a little bit more because not a lot of people know who they are. Um, who else? Uh, Lars Sullivan, if he's still going to be with we'll the company. We'll talk about that. But he's not ready. Um, and that's not even based off of like his uh, what's going on with him. I just think that he wasn't ready to come up just yet. Oh, I think yeah. um, he needed just a little bit more time. And I think he would have been, I think a, a title run in NXT would have been very beneficial for him. Because the people who've held that title um, get that more acclaim when they actually do get called up. The only person that really hasn't is Bobby Roode. Yeah. Um, you know you can fit into that category wasn't ready? Hmm. Braun Strowman. Oh, you know what? You are right. Yeah. One one match one in match NXT. In NXT and then basically shot to the main roster because he was a big dude. Um, Baron Corbin versus Elias was next. Uh, Baron Corbin wins clean. Clean. Don't get it. Who knew? I mean, I'm you know I'm a Corbin fan. Yes. Don't I under- like Baron Corbin. Don't understand how he wins clean. Uh, no bad guy tactics, and that kind of loses it for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it was all was wild with it, like like our homeboy um, Adam Mayhem. It was yeah. All within the rules. All within the rules. Yeah. Shout out to Adam Mayhem, by the way. I think he's over in uh, the, the um, where is he? He's in Asia, I think, right now. Is is he? Is he? I, is he in South Korea? I don't know because I I remember he was there what a few months ago. He's uh, been radio silent on Twitters. Oh man, like I don't know, my man is going crazy right now. So still, shout out to him. Yeah. Watch his Twitch channel, The Adam Mayhem. I love it. I think he's hilarious. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, next, don't we have know. a moment with the Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Girls got style. Alexa Bliss got style. She got some crazy style. Uh, basically, she's talking about the Royal Rumble. She introduced, she displays, like, who's going to be in it. It's not everybody. At least I don't think it is. Um, all, come all the women. They start talking back and forth. They end up brawling, as, of course, they should. I mean, it's, it's the fucking Rumble. Um, Lacey Evans comes out looking fabulous like a real lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts spitting some shit, um, talking shit, and then uh, basically Alexa Bliss declares that she is going to be uh, entering the Royal Rumble. Yeah. All right. So next we get the Ascension versus Heavy Machinery. Wait, let's not skip over that. What? Are you excited about what? About her being in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm serious. I'm cur- I'm curious to see what feud she comes out, um, comes out having after after the Royal Rumble. Mm, so you don't think she's gonna win? No. Mm. Um, Titus O'Neil's backstage does a spot for the Rumble, um, basically saying he's gonna win. A staffer walks in, and Titus kind of like gives him some shit for interrupting him. 
Yeah. Did not uh, make any sense why? I mean, not at all. Titus is a good guy. <laughs> I don't know. Titus O'Neil. Yeah. Uh, Ascension versus heavy, Ascension versus Heavy Machinery. Woo! Tucker. Wow. Tucker. Tucky. 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 <laughs> We're coming. We're coming. I, I still need to find a oh, good God. drop of that. Oh uh, my gosh. Uh, so basically, he Otis basically just steals the show. He is like, what the fuck? Am I? I don't even understand why I'm so infatuated with this man when he's in that ring. His facial expressions, the things he says, the way the man moves, and oh, he can wrestle. Oh, he can wrestle. They both can wrestle their ass off, but there is so much. This dude, pound for pound, how much he weighs is how much charisma he has. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Rikishi. There you go. Like, that type of charisma for a big guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I finished I the guy, it. too. The, uh, the, the compactor. The compactor. And then when, when, when he, like, when Otis or moves off and then Tucker lands on him, yeah, like the second splash. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." That looking. was fire. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. Heavy Machinery wins. They get a pop. Yeah, at first they were kind of. You didn't get the pop when they came out. It was just kind of like, "Oh yeah, yeah cool." And then Otis does his magic, and it really it. You get sucked in. Yeah, you get uh, sucked in. Basically, blue collar guys that you just like you fucking relate to and i think the fact that they've been having like these really hilarious like backstage interactions like with the new day um interrupting alexa bliss last monday um to me that that like it worked the way they introduced heavy machinery exactly and uh real quick adam mayhem is gonna be in korea um saturday february 9th mm. so that's uh the first part of his uh uh, Asia tour and it's in uh it's the world domination. Nice. He's still yeah. our, he's still our H champion. Yes. Uh, H Raw Tag Team Title Match, the Revival versus uh um the Revival versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, uh special referee Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins calls this match right down the middle. He I mean damn. He he just sniffed out all the dirty tricks the revival's trying to pull out. You knew you know who needed him as a referee? Who? The Saints. Who Oh, we'll talk about that later. My anger mm. from both games. Oh, man. And you know man. what? I We'll talk about that. Uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode picking up the win. Um, after the match, the Revival beat up Kurt Hawkins. Who comes out to save him? Woo, woo, woo. You know it. I swear I feel like I said this. We call it. We called this, right? We called it. Okay, yeah. I mean, we also said that he should leave, but you know, I'll take that. We, we we'll called, take this. We actually called that. I don't think we talked. We called it on the what's next episode for Zack Ryder. We did no. say for I did say for him to tag with Mojo Raleigh, um, but we've actually said for him to like reunite with Kurt Hawkins like like months ago. Yeah, yeah. Like like they need to like re up and re up the familia. We were talking about that not too long ago. Actually, yeah, you're right, and you know. Point I think they're us. starting to listen to us. Point for us. <laughs> Point for us. <laughs> um, so Zach Ryder comes in, makes the save. Um, I don't understand what the fuck was going on with those like pushing forearm things he was hitting the rival with. Like, why? Why? Why I don't understand why he's throwing them. It was why not just throw a punch? I I just don't get it. I think, uh, to be honest, I think he just got super excited and was like, "I'm on TV." Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. 
Next, we get Ronda Rousey and Natty versus Sasha Banks and Bayley. Uh, solid match. Ronda Rousey was kind of like thrown off her game because Sasha was playing mind games with her like Eddie would. Got into her, got her off her groove, made her over-aggressive. And that ended up costing her team the match. Um, Sasha Banks ends up um, slapping the uh, bank statement onto Natty. And uh, Natty ends up tapping out. And uh, this is her first loss? Technically? No. Technically, her first loss is when Alexa Bliss cashed in. Uh, actually, no, because she still won the match. She was, it was a disqualification. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was. It didn't turn into a triple threat. It was a disqualification. So, yeah, they protect, wow, mm, they tried to sneak that by. Yeah, that's her first loss. Mm. Um, so next we get, or oh, next with SmackDown. Um, so SmackDown kicks off with Becky Lynch cutting a pretty good promo, um, basically saying how she, like Oscar's good, but I'm better. All this other stuff. Oscar comes out, gets in her face, um, talking some shit. Um, now comes Charlotte. I guess Charlotte turned heel. Is that what, is that what we got here? I, I think she's heel. I think she's just there. Because that's how just... kind of, that's kind of how I feel. She's just kind of like, like waiting. Her she's kind of like waiting, waiting. Yeah. Has she entered Randy Orton status yet? Um. No. No. I think she's just. I think she's just Charlotte. Okay. Uh, well, I'm saying like in the terms like Randy Orton could be thrown into the title thrown into any given end. moment. Yeah. And, oh, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the the danger there. So okay, I'm gonna say no, um, because the danger is um, she's what seven time women's champion. Yeah, she would be tying uh, Trish Stratus's record, and that's a big deal. So they're not gonna like throw her in there. I think they're gonna keep the title off of her for a while. She might be put in here and there, but I don't think she's entered that Randy Orton status. I think she was that on Raw with Sasha. All right. Um, so basically Charlotte comes out looking, oh my God, dude, that outfit was amazing. And her, that, I'm a sucker for some dark lip, dark lipstick. Not me. I am. That girl was rocking it. Um, anyways, so as. Keep it Be- light, keep it light, keep it bright. No, I'm a fan of Sorry, that I don't know. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Oscar texts, um, Becky, as, as soon as Becky starts talking to Charlotte, basically saying, bitch, how are you going to disrespect me? I'm the champion. But don't you dare turn your back against me. Starts beating that ass. They end up brawling. Referee's trying to separate them. Uh, Becky Lynch ends up getting the better of the two. They ended up still brawling backstage. I'm not mad at it. It was really good. I'm really not. It was really good. Naomi versus Mandy Rose. Uh, pretty solid match. Mandy Rose ends up paying up the win after Sonya Deville obviously um, helps out. I I have no feelings towards that match, really. Um, I, I do. I did like the buildup, though. Yeah, the buildup was good. This isn't over yet. Oh, no, it's definitely not over. And she's going to get some backup. Question is, who's going to be her backup? Lana. But she's, The ravishing glow. She's, she's entangled in that storyline with Rusev and Shinsuke. Oh, that's still going on? I'm, I'm assuming so. I mean, they got mm. a match at the, the Royal Rumble. I think they might have been delegated, relegated to the pre-show. It is. Mm. Because there's been no hype, 
nobody cares about the United States Championship right now because there's nothing behind it. Do like, you think that Shinsuke has not re-signed his contract? Um. Wow, it's really quiet over there, huh? Uh, uh-huh. yeah, I don't think so. I haven't heard anything like. No, actually, I think he might have. Um, he did say that this is going to be my home for like a couple more years, so I think he Doesn't might mean still. That he signed a contract, knowing that AEW all of a sudden was like, "We exist." Yeah, but is AEW big enough to get Shinsuke? What am I saying? Yes. Okay. So, um, I, I think so. I think he resigned. I'm pretty sure he resigned. I, I'm. I'm a. I'll bet a nickel on it. All right. Um, so next we get the Miz and Cesaro. Um, I honestly think this is where I t- took a shower because I remember just the fact that Cesaro's a pain in the wind and they basically put both uh, Shane and the Miz to the announce table. I don't know how this is going to work. Like, I really don't. Um, I like it. I like they're talking. I like all that. Um, but them as a tag team, like, I want to have that moment, like, the Cesaro and Sheamus moment when they came out at WrestleMania right. in that in that tuxedo and kilt. That's still fire. I wish they would have kept that going for a little bit longer because that was fire. But, um, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, I want them to come out together and make make a dope-ass entrance. But whatever. It's Royal Rumble. Uh, next, we get the uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles face to face with Mr. Fantastic. Um, trying to play peacemaker between the two. Daniel Bryan basically refuses to get into the ring. Um, he talks a lot of shit about the environment, all his other stuff. Um, AJ Styles tells him to get in the ring. Um, he refuses to. Vince basically tells Daniel Bryan to shut the fuck up, get your ass in the ring. AJ kind of basically, or uh, Daniel Bryan turns it on him, says, "You know what? You and your generation have basically made all this money." Off of the people, all this other stuff, and I was like, "He's not wrong." He's not. Uh, AJ Styles says, "You know what? You said a face to face. It don't have to be in the ring." Hops out and um, basically attacks Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I liked it because Daniel Bryan has really, like, I think he's the best heel right now. Oh, absolutely, hands down. I mean, don't get me wrong, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is always gonna be like that heel in the back of your mind that's that he's he Samoa Joe is my stalker. And I can say that because I had one. And, <laughs> um no, but um no, like just there creeping behind you, like paying attention, waiting for waiting to strike. Like he's I know I'd probably just described our um Randy Orton, but Samoa Joe is right there as one of the best heels, period. But we don't get to hear him enough. That's true. Uh, but Daniel Bryan right now, he's definitely the best heel. He has the crowd in the palm of his hand. Um, the man is great right now. This is his best run as a heel. Uh, next we get uh, Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali. Um, really good high quality match. Basically, Samoa takes the fight to uh, Mustafa Ali. Um, he ends up like throwing him out through the barricade and everything like that. Um, he ends up uh, winning with the Coquina Clutch. 
And then after the match, Joe goes again and attacks uh, Mustafa Ali some more. I love this. I love it. Because this is not a like a jobber getting beat up or this isn't like what they this isn't Zack Ryder coming out, putting on an okay match and getting beat up in the end to push Samoa Joe. Right. This is this was a, a, a high quality match with two guys in the ring that look amazing. And Mustafa Ali rose to the occasion every week since he's been called up. This is him being propelled. Yeah. I don't see it as him being stalled out. This no, is no, definitely, definitely not. he's not getting the tie do- uh, the Ty dollar sign. The Ty Dillinger treatment. He is definitely getting the Mustafa, you have something and we're going to run with this and it's working. Um I'm all for this. I can't wait to see Samoa Joe get eliminated by Mustafa Ali. <laughs> well, let's wait and see about that. This all is right. like The Undertaker and Maven, yo. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so Come on, that was that, that's a good callback. It and is that, a good callback. That, that, it that, is. Was a good, that was a good uh, little rivalry they had going on. Yeah. Uh, Maven, Maven, Maven had a pretty good, like, pretty decent career. They had some big things planned for him, but he broke his leg and never recovered from it. Well, yeah. Well, now he's selling juice. Good for him. Uh, Good for him. So next we get the New Days backstage. Caleb Brax is interviewing them. It bothered me. Um, simply be- <laughs> because uh, basically she asked Kofi straight out, like, do you have anything extraordinary planned for the Rumble? All right. The whole point of the of, of wrestling is the illusion of it being real, right? Yeah. How the fuck are you going to plan for something extraordinary and a wrestling match where you don't know where you're gonna end up in a bad spot. I need to come out with some super creative shit so you don't get eliminated, bro. Like I look forward to the Royal Rumble when Kofi Kingston comes out because you just never know how the hell he's going to save himself when he did the chair pogo. That right. was dope. The when he jumped the handstand when he jumped from the uh, the uh, the rail all the way. To the ring, right? That was incredible, like or the the pancake thing, and they pushed him up over uh, gender. That was incredible. Um, come on, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. So I kind of don't care that she asked the question because now I'm like, I wonder what he's gonna do. I wonder that anyways. Any wrestling fan who's seen any Red Rumble with the man in it knows he's gonna come up with some crazy shit. True, but what if the thing that he comes up with is winning? Dude, I fucking mm. hope so. Bro, if Kofi Kingston wins, I swear I will cry and get a tattoo. I'm saying this now. If Kofi Kingston wins the Royal Rumble, I will get a picture of Kofi Kingston tattooed on me. No, probably not a picture. I'll just get Kofi tattooed on me. You get his logo tattooed on you. I'll get the logo. There we go. I'll do that. Uh, two out of three falls match: Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Zelina Vega has been banned. Zelina Vega has been banned from ringside. Not banged, banned. Banned. Um, she was not banged. This is the Me Too era. Uh, I mean, <laughs> she's a married woman. I mean, her and and Alicia Black are probably knocking boots when they're together. 
True, but that's such a weird couple. By the way, did you see her Jade um, costume? Yes, I did. Wow. That was very dope. Yeah, absolutely. That was dope. Uh, I saw the Billy Kay uh, Katana. I did not see that. That was dope, too. Please tell me. I'm going to have to go look. Um, you have to go look. It's pretty dope. Uh, so basically, they fucking tore the house down. Uh, my favorite spot of the night was when uh, Ray does the baseball slide and ends up doing that sunset flip power bomb thingy um, with Andrade being sent into the to the uh, barricade. Yes, come and, on! And then Ray pops up and immediately goes to get a bottle of water because he knows he landed right on his head. No, no, and he was like, "I can't believe I did that." <laughs> like, uh, Forty-four years old. Wow. Yeah, uh, it was one hell of a match. So they both were tied one to one. The end of the match basically saw um, uh, Samoa Joe come in, attack them both, uh, take them both out. And I was like, "Why is he attacking Ray?" I was like, "Oh, now he's attacking Andrade. He's making a statement." And he gets on the mic, says, "I told you, I am here to make a statement." RKO out of nowhere. That RKO was perfect because I forgot I forgot Randy Orton was in it, and I forgot he existed for a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> that was uh, dope. So it was really good. It was a really good episode of SmackDown. It, it was really good. <laughs> Going home, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, oh boy. Uh, Kept me on Ooh, it's cold, man. I, I, I hit the gym today. Uh, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. Work. I feel it. Uh, Grand Metalik versus uh, Humberto Carrillo, uh, 205 Live. Man, these dudes fucking are really good. Really good. Uh, that finish that Carrillo does, I was, and I was like, it was a, uh, what did he call it? Um, headstand splash. Headstand he, splash, something like, like that. Springboard. He, I can't remember what uh, what um, uh, the British dude um, called it. Uh, what's his name? Um, Nigel. Nigel McGuinness called it. He said it was like a, I don't know what it was called. But anyways, oh. Aiden English is on commentary. Oh, yeah. I was like, how are you going to skip over that? But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that was interesting. Like, he actually did a really good job. Oh, he really did. That was a... He's not bad. I'm yeah. not mad at him. Yeah. We, I was wondering. I was, like, I was like, you know what? What are they doing at Aiden English? Like, But apparently, Michael Cole had been working um, down at NXT with him for like the last like month and a half or so. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Uh, Hideo well. Tommy versus Kalisto. Versus Akira Tozawa, triple threat match. Basically, the three men who are going to face Buddy Murphy at the Royal Rumble. Um, a lot of really incredible like move sets and this and that. Um, super fast pace. Hideo Tommy looks fantastic. He looks like he finally like he's finally truly acclimated um, to uh, the WWE style. Yeah, he has, and I'm really looking forward to everything that's yeah. going to happen with him in the future. Uh, Hideo Tommy ends up picking up the win. Hideo Tommy, Hideo Tommy. Do you think he's gonna uh, stay longer with the company, or do you think he's gonna retire soon? He's what forty? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because he his career has not panned out the way that it should have. I think he might end up going back to Japan. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about NXT. Um, Valentine Dream basically kicks things off. He's out. He cuts a promo. 
Um, out comes Indisputed Era, Tin Reptam. We end up getting a match between uh, Bobby Fish and uh, Valentine Dream as our main event. Yeah. And I was hella excited, actually. I was watching that, and I was like, yeah, this is getting good. It's, I mean, it sucks. Because we need, some... it sucks, but come on. We need more, we need more of him wrestling on NXT instead yeah. of just him at takeovers. Like, he's great on the mic. Oh, absolutely. But on a weekend week out basis when he gets called up uh we need to see more of him and i know that they're trying to showcase more talent on nxt but come on let's let's bring it's, him it's, in it's getting harder to build up rivalries and i'll talk about that when we do our predictions um mm-hmm. because they the rivalry has been focused mainly on the uh, main event scene mm-hmm. and i don't even know who's even wrestling for the tag team titles uh which tag team titles the nxt Oh, War Raiders and uh, Undisputed. And I should like I should be ingrained in my brain, right? Fair. Yeah, it's not. Oh, okay. I get uh, it. Danny Burch and Oni Lurkin versus Fabian Eichner and uh, Marcel Barthel. The surprise tag teams of the year. Dude, they are, both tag teams are fucking fantastic. Fantastic, and that match was really good. Uh, so check that out. Did you under Did you understand the reference that they're uh, Oni Lurkin, Danny Burch's ringer? No, I was trying to figure it out. Blue and black? Yeah. Bru- they bruise you? Bruise you. The bruisers, yeah, black yes, and blue. They All beat right. your ass. They leave you black and blue. I was like, oh, I get it. But when he gra- when Oni Lorcan grabs, uh, what was that, Fabian or Martel, one of them by the uh, face, and he starts smacking him on the neck. <laughs> I love when he does that. Uh, that is my favorite thing ever. And I love when Kevin Owens does it, and I love when Sami Zayn does it. But when Oni Lorcan does it, it looks a lot more painful because he has that Boston, you know, that Boston hand. Yeah, that, the Boston slap. There's some malice behind those slaps. For real. Oh, but shout out to Fabian Edgar. This big motherfucker does a springboard top rope plancha to the outside. Ah, uh, that man. I mean, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, so you would assume that he can, yeah. like, get up. But we didn't see that when he was there. That man like, cannot make 205 live now. No. No. Well, he's in uh he's German, so he's in the NXT UK. Good for him. Um, Lorkin and Danny Burch end up picking up the win. A great match, unexpected win. Yeah, nice roll up for the W. Um, Io Shirai versus Kyrie Saint, or Io Shirai and Kyrie Saint versus uh, Tania Brooks and Rebel, uh, aka Amber Nova. Um, Amber Nova. Basically, a nice squash match. Uh, Io Shirai and Kyrie Saint got some really nice um in ring tag chemistry. Uh, for two people that fought each other a lot over in Japan, they yeah. should. So it was, it was nice to see them win. Um, they've been it hinting was. that they want the shot at the uh, NXT or at the WWE uh, Tag women's, women's Tag Championship. I don't see that happening, but I see it happening in some weird, ha- some weird fashion. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they build up to getting the uh, six women uh, tag teams determined. I'm very interested. I'm very locked in on this and. Uh, I like that they waited until they're that they're waiting till after Royal Rumble to start building it. Right. I'm I love this and I'm very excited to see three teams from Raw, three teams from SmackDown. Let's go. Uh, Adam Cole or excuse me, Bobby Fish hey, and Valentine hey. Dream um, are up next. A really good high quality match, super physical. Um, Bobby Fish is attacking that knee on Valentine Dream. Uh, Valentine Dream does a nice. Um, 
die from the outside, from the top rope to the outside. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, dude is super talented. Uh, Bobby Fish ends up picking up the win. Or excuse me, Velveteen Dream ends up picking up the win. Um, but the, the uh, Dream Valley Driver. I'm telling you, you know what they need to call the Dream now? Yeah. Mr. Takeover. Yeah. And then eventually, Mr. WrestleMania 2.0. Yeah, I said it. All right. I don't care. The man has that ability, and I think that um, not only will he shine on the big four, I I think he'll kill it. Or or I I would say the big five, but I don't know if Money in the Bank is still going to keep going, which it should. Yeah, I think it is. No, we'll see. Uh, Next we get uh, Ricochet's out there. Man, he's looking a little old. Yeah. He's He's not looking the young stud that he is. I mean, he still moves really good. Uh, Johnny Garano comes out, gets in the ring. Before he can even say another word, he basically Ricochet attacks him. They start brawling. Out comes Tommaso Ciampa to attack uh, Ricochet. And then out comes Alistair Black. They all end up brawling. Um, DIY ends up getting the... They end up like, teaming up together a little bit and get the better of the two faces. Um, they're back up on top of the ramp. Tommaso Ciampa extends his hand for a handshake. Gargano looks at the man, steps in. Out comes the wife to drag him back out of the depths of hell. Ah, uh, I would love it. And why isn't old girl wrestling? Come on. But besides the point, um, I would love to see her go heel, though. <laughs> I, I would love to see uh, Gargano, like, talk her into it. And she, she ends up being the reason why he wins the – I'm giving away my predictions. I'm sorry. But, yeah. I like it. I like where this is going. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, all right. Let's some news. So, Triple H acknowledges AEW, but he basically says um, that, he, that, yeah, AEW's on his radar, but they're not the only game in town. Um, that basically... In order for W to succeed, they need to focus on um, what what what's the right thing to do for the fans. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree um, with him um, when he says uh, in the business world today, when you're uh, when you're a content provider, you compete against everything, including right. sleep, um, including the internet and everything else. Um, everybody has a thousand pulls on their time on a daily basis. So you want to keep an eye on everything and try to be as relevant as possible at all times on every front. We continue to monitor that like we monitor everything and we'll continue to do what's best for business for the WWE. And I felt like that was a real classy way of saying, yeah, we see them. We still going to do us. Yeah. WWE is too big to fail at this point. They're too big to fail and they're not going to fail. No, that's never in question. The question was, do we think AEW is a legitimate threat to them? And the answer is definitely yes. I think he's downplaying the the like the sentiment behind the scenes, obviously. But I honestly think that they feel this could be a problem. And it's not just because they're moving on their home turf. It's because you have the potential to be taking from our people. Yeah, like people who are frustrated with us are going to try to jump ship and go over there. 
So now they're scrambling to try to do something to make things uh, relevant, to make it better, to try to give people like uh, people what we want by giving opportunities to other people and thinking that this is what we want. And I, I see it happening. I see them. I see AEW moving up to that second place, maybe even taking the top spot for a little while. But this is definitely going to be like a the Monday Night War is all over. CM Punk the, said it best. I understand that I'm another spoke on the wheel, and the wheel will keep on turning. Yeah. And in order for that wheel to fall apart, they got to take someone that's big, like a John Cena, or you know, a Rand, a Randall Keith Orton, you know, someone mm-hmm. of that caliber, and that's never going to happen. Well, they have uh, Chris Jericho, and that's huge because Chris Jericho. Well, Chris Jericho has clout. I mean, if he and um, let's not forget if if the rumors are true and Jim Ross is actually involved with the company, that's also huge because a lot of people backstage like working with and for Jr. Um, Cody Rhodes is highly respected within the wrestling community. Um, it's his dad. It's it's the name. It carries so much weight. Um, and the fact that you have a, a billion dollar boy your own, of your own, um, also financially backing this company, um, there's a lot of things moving. There's the, this is clout. They it's it's looking attractive. If I was a wrestler. Um, in the WWE, and I'm being underutilized, and here's this company that's coming into the back door, I might be tempted and be like, hey, what's the word? Like, who over there is someone that I can actually listen to about the situation? Chris Jericho is that guy. Cody Rhodes is that guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't... I'm not saying... I'm not underplaying that Chris Jericho signing to AEW is a big thing, but... Chris Jericho, I mean, he's almost 50 years old, so, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of things that he can do in the ring that he used to be able to do when he was in his prime. Um, I know, but he, then he changed up his style, yeah, and his entering, look at him now. It's his, He's basically entering that Ric Flair stage of his career where it's it's mainly what he can do in terms of in-ring psychology that gets him over. True. And that's how he extended his career. Um, but that's also attractive to somebody that is older that doesn't have the same abilities that could that still has like the the lust for wrestling yeah. you know uh, uh, so i i see i see it possibly i see a lot of things happening uh, i'm just i'm just waiting for it to like reveal itself yeah, you know that that's all it really is, is we got to wait yeah. and see uh rusev basically said that rusev day was supposed to be a one off thing kind of response to the new day um, and basically, because uh, in English, kind of how he delivered it, it kind of blew up into its own thing. Uh, who knew that it was going to be that big? Yeah, I did. I definitely didn't. I thought it was like catchy at first, and the song was catchy. Um, but I really didn't think that it was going to take off as well as it did, and it took off. Um. So Monday Night Raw basically suffers its its largest first to third hour drop in viewer history. So basically, um, the main event drew 2.462 million viewers, uh, which is down 10% from last week, which is 2.7. Um, let's see. And then basically, uh, the first hour drew 2.8 million um, for the first hour and then ended up dropping down to 2.4 for the last. Or no, to uh, let's see. 
It dropped 24% to like 2.6, something like that. Or 2 point, I don't know. It just dropped a shitload. It just dropped a shitload. <laughs> but it's also because the Lakers and Warriors were playing. Uh, there was a shitload of basketball on TNT. Um, I'm not really all that, like... Eh. Yeah, there's basketball, but I'd still rather watch Raw. You know? Yeah, bas- basketball's so uncompetitive now. It's really hard to sit through an entire game. It really is. It's not a surprise. Uh-huh. Okay, the Warriors are going to kill it. Okay, uh, actually, the only surprise this year in basketball is how well the Kings are performing. Yeah. And how well the Mavericks are performing. Um, like, that's surprising. <laughs> Other than that, it's the Warriors that everybody cares about. You know, you knew the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to, like, be terrible. Yeah. And they're in last place they're the worst team in the nba um the 76ers you knew that they might do damage and then they got jimmy butler and they're doing okay boston is a surprise boston they was gonna be good boston was gonna be good but how good were they gonna be compared to last year now that um gordon hayward is back yeah everybody's healthy yeah um that was the question um tatum was the huge surprise last year um and now going into this season it's like um can he live up to the hype now that Kyrie is back now that Gordon Hayward is back how is he going to uh be a part of this team and i'm glad that they are doing well but they're not as doing they're not as well as i thought they were going to be and i didn't think the raptors were going to be that great especially with Kawhi's laugh distracted me <laughs> you know what i'm yeah <laughs> um but, yeah, who cares about basketball? I mean, I love basketball. Don't get me wrong. NBA, hey, I love y'all. But I'm just saying, like, right now, I, I kind of don't care. Uh, let's see here. Dolph Ziggler. What about Dolph? You think he's done? Yeah. His contract is up on the 31st. Yep. So, um, apparently, uh, according to Mike Johnson, um, Ziggler has been active at the live events, but he has not been on TV since that cage match, right? Um, and according to him, uh, he's worked at house shows over the weekends. Uh, rumors um, in certain circles are saying that on January 31st, he'll be done. Um, and he, there, uh, this is Mike saying that he was told that he was never scheduled to be there. He's only scheduled for house shows. So he worked the house shows on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and he went home. Um, and it's possible that Dolph Ziggler will be at the Royal Rumble. Of course, it's possible because he lives in Phoenix. Right. Um, but we don't know anything further than that. And if he's done, we'll know at the Royal Rumble, definitely. We'll know. Oh, yeah. Um, if... If he wins, I don't know. I'll just get DZ tatted on me. But uh, <laughs> no, no. But um, I, I want Dolph Ziggler to win because I think that this would be the best time for him to like show off his frustration and everything and talk about some crazy stuff and extend his contract until like WrestleMania. You know that would be that would be great. So then he can leave knowing that he was at WrestleMania in the main event. And I think it's not going to happen. 
it's definitely not going to happen. But um, Dolph Ziggler des- has, deserves it. He deserves the right to leave, but he deserves to have that moment in the sun. Um, I mean, nobody gave a damn about the night after WrestleMania until Dolph Ziggler cashed in the night after WrestleMania. Like, those, that big-ass surprise to happen he started that wave so now everybody's waiting till the night of excited about the night after yeah so that we could see that new surprise that big thing that was his wave so i don't know uh, it, i think we're gonna miss him we're definitely gonna miss him the i think will, the wwe is gonna feel that the wheel keeps on spinning sir uh I know, but I, I, <laughs> we're going to miss him. And then he's going to show up on uh, AEW, and I'll be like, hey, I'm going to turn over here and see what that's about. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to possibly happen. Dolph uh, Stickler versus Hangman Page, I'm here for it. Um, so the next wave of NXT class is about to start. It's going to be some of the names announced so far. Uh, former Monster Factory Pro Wrestling OA champion Nicholas Camardo. Um, he signed with WB. Um, let's see here. IWS uh, or CD 3.0 uh, mm-hmm. basically Scott Parker and Shane Matthews they worked for a, a, a promotion in Canada called IWS um, and let's see here uh, Trevor from uh, what's it Trevor Lee from Impact and one other person from Impact also are starting in February with NXT Trevor Lee yeah dude is super talented He's no, he's he's hella talented. I've seen a couple of his stuff online. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm surprised, not that surprised, but I think he's really good. Um, what about this XFL deal? Um, that they're trying to get some uh, TV deals. Have you seen that? uh, I saw like they had a deal kind of worked out with CBS, I think. Um, they're the pair of deals for XFL games would see games air on ABC, Fox, ESPN. And FS1. Those are the uh, pair of deals that's on right now. But if it's on ESPN, it will not be on ESPN Plus, the streaming service. Hey, hey. Um, I that'd be cool. But I also think that it might be it might shoot them in the foot. Well, I don't know. We'll have to wait and wait what, what kind of product they put out. I mean, who's going to play, this other stuff, shit like that. Has there been anything, um, like, anything you heard about? Um... Actually, never mind. No, I answered my own question. All right, continue. Uh, let's <laughs> see here. What is going on? Whoa, Sanjay Dutt and Abyss are expected to start working with WWE. As, soon as, as trainers? I don't know. Because um, I really don't care for Abyss anymore. I mean, I, I don't. Actually, to be honest, I never really cared about Abyss. I thought that he was like a, a knockoff Kane mixed with Mankind. Uh, mankind. Yeah. So I kind of didn't care. Any, I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to be trainers or what, but it, Sanjay Dutt has basically working as a backstage agent, agent and then working creative. Um, yeah. I, so I don't know what Abyss is going to do. The dude's old. He's a little too old to wrestle. He is. So, so he might be working creative be. or probably as some some sort of way <clears throat> behind the yeah. um, scenes. Yeah, I see that. That's crazy. 
Um, so Mustafa Ali was on the uh, Jericho podcast recently. Uh, basically, says that he thinks Daniel Bryan um, is the reason why he got called up and um, called up to SmackDown. Really? Yeah, that Daniel Bryan probably put in a really good word for him. I I do believe that actually, um, and that's mainly because them going at it was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Mustafa Ali has proved himself that he can hang with these boys. I think that, and the the promo that he cut last week, um, I love that Chicago street scene that he does, like that those videos. Yeah. I love it. They're really good. And um, I, this is really working for him. And um, he's actually a really good looking man. Yeah, he's 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 got a really good look to him. He does. Like, yeah. And I saw his family, beautiful family. So he the man the man has it all. And I think that if they were to push him a little further, like really ride this wave, I see him being United States champion within a year. I really do. I have that much faith in him. All right. Um, so speaking of Daniel Bryan, so at a house show, um, the middle ring rope broke during the uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan match, and um, basically they worked around it, and Daniel Bryan ended up using that ring rope to whip AJ Styles with it. And AJ Styles did the same. Yeah. Was... I loved it. You yeah. saw the clips? Yeah. They were hilarious. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was good. That's how you make it work. Yeah. So Akum from AOP is out with a uh, leg injury, so that's the reason why we haven't seen him on TV. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so Sin- I still don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that sucks. But yeah. yeah. So Sinkara is uh, supposed to work with Rey Mysterio when he comes back. That is the rumor. I don't know if they're going to be a tag team or what. Um, I don't know. But I will say this: um, I do like the idea of having um, those two go at it. In a in a respect match because they're they're both faces, so I think it would be it would be a lot of fun to see those two go at it. But what I really want to see, um, a stable between those three with the with um, with um, Mysterio, Sankara, yeah. and Andrade. I would love to see that. Um, kind of like. Um, the ungovernables. Yeah, I'm gonna say it in English because I can't say it in Spanish. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, so, but it would be dope to see like an American version of them, like um, just called something else. I-, I would like to see that. Actually, I would like to see all of the Lucha guys come together and and be that stable. I think that would be a lot of fun, and I think it'd be great to, that it'd be um, headed by Andrade. Actually. And the only person that's not in it is Rey Mysterio, and he's trying to tell them the way. Mm. You know, like that would be dope. That would be really good. It would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so a fan asked Carlito if he was going to be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Carlito hit him with the, you know what, bro? I ain't even on the alumni page. I'm hella mad that he's not either because I saw that and I, I looked it up. I was like, he's really not. They're not on the alumni page. They got some what? hatred for him. They really do. What's the beef? And has that translated over to the Colognes? Because 
They are amazing as a tag team, and they virtually do not exist. How long have they been under contract with the WWE? Far too long. And how long? How many matches have they had? Not that many. I, I'm telling you, this is just insane to me how since that Talking Smack episode, we've only seen them on TV three times. Yeah. That was two years ago. Um, let's get into this last bit of news here as we go out with the high note. Uh, so Henry Cejuda basically beat TJ Dillashaw's ass um, at uh, the last pay-per-view on Saturday at UFC pay-per-view. Um, the first one on the ESPN app um, streaming service thing. Um, basically, he uh, sat with the Bella Twins or next to the Bella Twins on a flight. Um, so the man shot shot his shot on the Twitters, basically saying that his string of good luck has continued thanks to sitting next to Nikki Bella, his biggest crush. Um, basically, says, you know what? He wants to ask her on a date. Um, Nikki hits him up with the response, basically saying that she would love for him to train her uh, for her next comeback. And you know, I know he's cutting weight and all this, but how about we have a drink and dinner? So, uh, yeah. Okay. So good job. Good for you, Henry Cejuda. Yeah. But we have to give a shout out to, um, Stiker from the the BGC. Yeah. What what was going on with Stiker? It was his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Stiker. Happy birthday. Um, it was yesterday, I believe, but still want to shout him out and want to give a shout out to Carl Fredericks, um, he has a a show with I think Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, uh, it's a tag team match. I want to say, um, yeah, yeah. Carl Fredericks, my man. Like I was actually really surprised. Young lion. No, that's 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 a lie. I, I wasn't surprised. How could I be surprised at it's, that man? It's because... the fact that we met the man before he is be- on on his journey. On his journey, yeah, yeah that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, it, there's a lot of pride there, um, and Alex Coughlin. So it's going to be um, Coughlin, uh, Carl Fredericks, and uh, Connors going against the Villain Enterprises on the road to G1 Supercard ROH. Nice. All right. So Marty Scroll and them. Do you have any more news before we get into some uh, predictions? Uh, no news, but uh, one small thing. Yeah. Adrian Broner is a fucking loser. I mean, I was so <laughs> mad. I watched that fight going in knowing Pacquiao was going to win. Like, I knew it. And Adrian Broner, I swear, I, why do we get, why, why is he fighting still? Because his disrespect to um, the media is, like, don't get me wrong, he kept it real. And, I have no problem with that being honest and speaking your mind. But when you are extremely disrespectful to um, to the people around you who are trying to uh, just have an interview with you or ask right. you questions, people who are critical of you because of what you've done, you can't give that much attitude to them and say, "Oh, you talk a lot of shit about me." Like I don't, I'll mess with you. Like, no, he's speaking honestly because you've been an idiot. So this fight going into it, I honestly was like. Yeah, Pacquiao's going to win. I think it's going to be unanimous decision. And there were times where it was like Pacquiao could have knocked him out. Right. And in round seven, when he was getting pushed back and he's looking up out into the crowd, looking at the time, I was like, yeah, you lost this fight. 
he beat you already because all you're worried about is trying to get some clean hits in and waste time. Yeah. That's Mayweather's thing. And all he's telling really, the world. All the talent in the but world. Just, and he's can't get it shit together. He just can't. So uh, he's an idiot. And uh, I just wanted to say that. Uh, <laughs> before we get to predictions, a little, a uh, couple of things that are, uh, uh, are, that are related to your Cowboys. Um, ah. Greg Hardy. He got a, he he got disqualified at the at the UFC event. Um, he was the co-main event, or he was the the uh, mm. the semi-main event. Um, basically, he threw a knee, and got disqualified um, after the guy basically was taunting him and gave him all he could handle. Greg Hardy basically quit and threw an illegal knee. Um, so she says a lot about his character because he knew what knee he was throwing was illegal. Um, but big dude, strong. Big dude, strong. Um, like I love, <laughs> I, I love Greg Hardy because he is a great defensive end. Like he's great when it comes to him being in the in on the field. Yeah. But his personality, he's he's he reminds me of Albert Hainsworth. Do you remember who that is? Albert Hainsworth. Uh, um, he was the. No, well, I think he was on the Bears too. No, but he. Um, oh, oh, Tampa, Tampa. He got that fat ass contract and then quit. Yeah, no, that. Yeah, he, um, he, uh, stomped. He was playing for the Redskins, going against the Cowboys. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And he stomped on a player's head with his cleats, and his the dude's helmet fell off. Albert Gerard, yeah, and he um, stomped on his head with his cleats. That's the kind of when. Whenever I think of Greg Hardy, I think of that, and I think about how, how just insane, and how bad of a guy he is. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, when he assaulted his ex girlfriend like that, and he spent eighteen months on probation and suspended for ten games, like that really bothered me. But this, just how he is as a human being, I think he's a, a trash dude trying to. Trying to turn over a new leaf, but his attitude keeps getting in the way, yeah. and I hate that he's a Leo. He's born three days before me, so <laughs> it's it's it, it speaks very badly of my peoples. But um, I hope that he gets through this and he's able to uh, go forward. I mean, he's three and one. Yeah, he shouldn't have been fighting on that main card. He shouldn't have been. Uh, he's he wasn't ready. No, not at uh, all. Not, not, at all. A veteran, not a veteran that, that has some skill. No, nah, but I think that um, eventually he's going to uh, – he'll he'll come around, but I just think that he's just a, a trash human at the moment. Yeah. I mean, he's no R. Kelly, but he's he's a trash human That's right now. That's another conversation for another day. We um, are not having that conversation <laughs> on here. Definitely not. Um, uh, man. I to say he just needs to go to jail. Yeah. Oh, that's the least of the things I see if I'm the man. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and the second thing, uh, Tony fucking Romo, a.k.a. Nostradamus, <sighs> a.k.a. I got a crystal ball and I'll call shit before <sighs> the ball's even snapped. Damn right. Tony Romo, to me, is the best uh, commentator in all of sports. Hands he is. down. I'm Hands talking down. everything. This dude, the, so the, the one time I was like, oh, Tony Romo is the shit, when he was literally calling plays of what David, uh, what uh, Derek Carr should be doing, when he called the a Raider game, and then Derek Carr actually did it, I was like, "Wait a minute, Tony Romo was one hundred percent right. This dude is basically he breaks shit down to the point where you can understand it, like John Madden would, 
and mm-hmm. and to me that is the the sign of someone who is highly intelligent when they can break it down to the simplest form and not like after a play happens he's breaking it down to you as it happens or before it happens and that's just fantastic that's why i always rush to defend tony romo when it comes to like his play because if you look at his stats forget the win loss record of the of the cowboys if you look at just his stats he is a top 5 quarterback like every se- like no not every season but he was a top 5 quarterback no he really he's, was yeah he was really that good and he was able to read defenses so well that he'd be able to pick it through that's why um i that's why i get really defensive when it comes to him even though i, I i'm a cowboys fan i should be defensive of him but i was more defensive of him because he is really that good it's just um Sometimes the players weren't working out too well, um, especially on um, his wideouts. Like having Des Bryant, having Jason Witten on his um, in the pocket was great. Having Cole Beasley was great because he was a, a secret weapon. But then there would be line breakdown, even though they'd be the best line in uh, in football. They never it'd had just a, be. They never. He never really had a running back that could carry yeah. the ball. And he didn't. And then when he did, um, it was like he had Felix Jones, but Felix Jones, uh, he broke down. Um, Then they had, um, what's the dude from the Raiders that came over? Um, Anyway, they had him. I forgot his name. But uh, he he started to break down, and he wasn't as great. Uh, When they had, uh, uh, yeah, they really didn't have like a running back that was that that guy. They never – so, I mean, Tony Romo got a bad rap, but he was always that good at reading plays. And when you look at um, any of his replays when you're watching a play, you can see, like, he is predicting what is about to happen. He was always that good. Yeah. So can you see him being a coach in the NFL? CBS literally paid the man bank to stay in the booth. Oh, yeah, because they know. Like <laughs> They paid the man some money. But if I was him, I'd probably go and be a coach somewhere. I th- I think he might do it someday. And he honestly, he probably should um, start out maybe as an offensive coordinator. Um, yeah. Or or work specifically or with the with the uh, QB. Yeah. And then I could uh, definitely see him that because that. once he does that, once he works with one QB, you know, you don't want to jump into the fire. True. Like that, you don't want to put yourself to that type of shit. Like you know, go coach a QB. Or you know, and then you'll you'll move up the ranks quickly, and then you'll be the hot shit, the hot guy. And you're gonna get paid bank. Mm-hmm. Predictions time. Let's start off with NXT Takeover Phoenix. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. Um, I think it's gonna last longer than six seconds. Um, but uh, um, I'm gonna still go with uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, I'm gonna go Matt Riddle too. Uh, Undisputed Era: Kylo Riley and Roderick Strong versus War Raiders. Technically, uh, War Raiders. War Raiders, definitely. I'm going to go War Raiders, too. Uh, let's see here. Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. Um, I'm putting a lot on this match because I feel like this match is going to tell me what's going to happen at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler. I'm going to go with... You know what? I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler, too, just because I think at the next takeover that happens, the Four Horse Women are going to 
fuck her over somehow? Um, I the next takeover will probably be the one before WrestleMania. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I I I I think for WrestleMania, the four horsewomen will be um will be involved. Actually, yeah, the next takeover is going to be um in New York. So, then yeah, that's the next one. So, yeah. Um, I think this is going to take Ooh. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, it is. It is. It's takeover New York April 5th. So, I think um that's when the um four horsewomen are going to get involved in um at WrestleMania. But that also leads to my prediction of the Royal Rumble, so we'll keep right. going. Uh, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano, NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano. I'm going to go Johnny Gargano, too. Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black. Tommaso Ciampa. Because of Johnny Gargano. I'm going to agree with you there. Oh, God damn it. We, we all agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see the Royal Rumble. This is going to change a lot. Um, let's see here. Uh, Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Rusev. I'm going to go Rusev as well. The Bar versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. The Miz and Shane McMahon. I'm going to go with The Bar. Okay. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. Ronda Rousey. I'm going to go Ronda Rousey as well. Um, Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go Ronda Rousey. Asuka versus Becky. Asuka. I'm going to go Asuka as well. Uh, Daniel yeah. Bryan versus AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I'm going to go Daniel Bryan to retain. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa, Hideo Tommy, and Kalisto. Buddy Murphy. I'm going to go with... I think they're going to put the title on Kalisto. He is on Raw. And it could possibly uh, get some more uh, looks... For uh, 205 Live. Okay, yeah. I feel that. I'm going to uh, stick with uh, Buddy Murphy. Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. Oh, man. As badly as I want Finn Balor to win, I think Brock Lesnar is going to win. But I think it's going to be the best match of the night. <laughs> I'm going to go with Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor is going to come up with the upset. Really? Yeah. Oh. That's Wom- interesting. Women's Royal Rumble match. You ready for your mind blown? I am. In a rock and big show situation, Charlotte and Becky are gonna land at the same time. Ooh, so you're saying Becky's gonna pull double duty, eh? I think Becky is gonna yeah, Becky's gonna come out because she lost, and I think she's gonna lose because of uh Charlotte. Um and then she's gonna go into the Royal Rumble and try to eliminate her, but they both get eliminated together and they both get that opportunity mm. and they both go to raw i'm gonna say charlotte wins mm. no yes i'm gonna say charlotte wins okay i'm gonna say charlotte wins uh men's world Rumble match <coughs> this is hard there really isn't a clear cut <coughs> guy 
There isn't. Um, you just have so many. Um, so the list of people, there's only 20 out of 30 um, that has been announced. But because of the steam, because of everything that's been going on, uh, Seth Rollins. It was either going to be Seth Rollins or Andrade. But if um, but if uh, Brock Lesnar wins the t- or wins the match uh-huh. against Finn Balor, it's Seth Rollins. And if Finn Balor wins, then I'm going with Andrade. So those are my like picks based on how that match ends. It's either Seth Rollins or Andrade. All right, so so who would you like to win? Before I make up my prediction, who would you like? Is it who would you like to win on the women's? Oh, for the women's, yeah. Uh, Not who do you think? Who do you, who would you like? Oh no, that's that's who I like to win. I, I meant that <laughs> Charlotte and Becky. Okay. Because I I as much as I want to see uh, Charlotte and uh, Ronda go at it, I want to see Becky and Ronda go at it. But I would love to see all three of them go at it. So that's who I really want to win. Who I who I really want to win for the men's Mustafa Ali. All right, that's so who I really the, want to win <laughs> for the women. I would love to see Ember Moon pick up that W. Mm. I know it's not gonna happen. It's gonna be Charlotte. It has to be Charlotte. Only person that makes sense. Um, final four for the women. Who's gonna be in the final four? Final four for the women will be Nijax. Okay. Alexa Bliss. Nijax, Alexa Bliss. Okay. Bailey. Be- Would have to be Becky and Charlotte because you said they're gonna be. Oh, Becky and Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. So for mine, it would be Bailey. Mm-hmm. Ember Moon, mm-hmm. um, Charlotte, of course. Mm-hmm. Bailey, Ember Moon, Charlotte, and I would say probably um, Nia Jax. Okay. okay. All right. So for the men, you said um, it's going to be Seth. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it, it would be Seth. Um, who would I like? Some who would I like to win? Yeah. Um, it would probably be probably God, see that's that's a thing like R Truth. <laughs> oh dude, if R Truth won, I'd probably get uh a truth tattooed on me. Oh, for real, right? I would have to get ta- the truth tattooed on me. Um The no, truth will set you free. The truth will set you free, yeah. Or I'll get little Jimmy tattooed on me. Out of respect. Oh, yeah. Lil Jimmy, out of respect. Yeah. Uh, no, so, let's see. No, you know what? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go Braun Strowman wins. Okay. I'm going to pick Braun Strowman. So, Braun Strowman, um, Seth Rollins. Um, I'm going to go Andrade. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be one more heel. Samoa Joe. Okay. And I think Braun Strowman throws out uh, um, Seth Rollins, and that just like th- tosses him. He like launches him to like the fifth row. Okay. Yeah, that's and, fair. And so for the person that I, I in my, my heart of hearts who I'd like to win, it'd probably be um, I 
Kofi. Oh yeah, in our heart of I hearts. Mean, to, in our heart of hearts. Yeah, that, that's my dude right there. Kofi yeah, of Kingston. Course. We want Kofi to win. Uh, we always want Kofi to win. Oh, dude, Kofi. Kofi needs to have like I don't know. He's got to have his own like like title like. Um. The best. The best at never being able to carry the company on his back. Never giving the dude, opportunity. Like if this was the Grammys, he'd be. Snoop Dogg. No, if this if this was the Oscars, <laughs> he'd be fucking um um what's his name who won for fucking having to be eaten by a bear. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, speaking of um of Oscars, the the nominations. Shout out Black Panther. Shout out Black Panther. Uh, did I tell you that I won a Black Panther hat at um Dave and Buster's? Oh no! Yep. How? Um, cost me one thousand eight hundred tickets, sir. Ah, well, there you go. So twenty five <laughs> bucks. I literally just could have got to, to lids and bought me a fucking hat. Well, I got a um a Black Panther cup. Nice. That oh. I drink my smoothies out of. Have you seen Spider Man? Which one? And the new one, the Into the uh, Spider Verse. Yeah, that was amazing. Was it not amazing? That was so good, dude. Like every, I was really on that. All the little fucking Easter eggs I caught, like almost all of them. It was just fantastic. Oh, so good. Just I love that. Miles Morales. That oh, hell yeah. Um, let's see here. All right. We're going to get out of here. Um, if you have not listened to, we did uh, our yesterday we released our CM Punk career retrospective, basically focusing on whether or not he had a bigger impact um, while in WWE or after. Um, so that was a really good, interesting conversation. Um, next week, I don't know. We're going to release another episode Monday where we're going to record it sometime Sunday morning. Um, talk about that um, so look out for that on Monday or Tuesday whenever I remember to upload it and yeah. again um, what's next will be Randy Orton and then we're going <clears> to <throat> talk about um, Chris Jericho whether or not he is the greatest of all time the answer will shock you yeah it's, it's uh, my my old uh, take on um, the one and only Chris Jericho it's, it's, it's uh, probably not what most people would say Mm-hmm. All right. That's fair. Uh, so we'll see y'all next week. See ya. It's a new day. Yes, it is.